0: Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long.
1: Let's go! Let's get this show going, man. Hurry up! Hurry up!
0: The Rookie Fever podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it. Baby, Wait,
1: Welcome to the Rookie Fever podcast. I'm Mike Finero, and I am. Feverish about having another awesome guest to join us for three years in a row. Rich Dotson, founder of dynastynerds.com website and host of the Dynasty Nerd podcast, and here to bring you another 2023 rookie player profile. Rich brought you Kenneth Walker's profile last year and Kyle Pitts the year before batting a thousand. Rich, so happy to have you on Rookie Fever again. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm doing great, man. I love talking Dynasty fans football with my friends. So it's great to be back. I love talking rookies this time of the year. It excites me. Uh I love my batting average so far on your show, too. Like you, you just mentioned, uh, you know, talking Kenneth Walker last year. Everybody was oh, yelling yeah. at me. I'm like, dude, you have Kenneth Walker at one-two on your big board. What are you thinking? It's like, dude, he's pretty damn good. Like, what are you gonna do you going to do? Like, I like the way he gets the outside and his speed and everything. So uh yeah, good to be back. Good to be talking rookies. I love this time of year. I love I love this time of year because I love like watching the tape, getting your own opinion before the draft, right? Like everything we do at Dinosaurs is like, it's just off the tape, it's off the tape, it's off the tape. And we have the nerd score, we have the podcast. And I love like, because this time of year too, because like I get a lot of like crap, you know, on Twitter sometimes, you know, like you post your rankings and sometimes like, oh, you're too low on this because everybody's psychic, right? Like everybody yeah. knows what's going to oh, happen. Yeah. Everybody's an NFL GM. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, bro, like you go do your own thing and I'll do my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dynasty nerds. And guess what? We'll always find out who who's right and who's wrong. You know That's what I mean? the best so- part.
1: I am super excited to get into who we're talking about tonight. Are you ready to get into it?
0: Oh, you know it, Mike. Rookie Fevers.
1: <laughs> Rookie Player Profile Edition. Please tell our listeners who you chose, but more importantly, why.
0: Yeah, I chose Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. Uh, I chose him because, one, he's my favorite tight end in this class. Nice. And it's a really deep class. And that's not, like, it's not by leaps and bounds, right? Like, he's not Kyle Pitts, but he's a really good tight end. And he reminds me, I know, like, Daniel Jeremiah com- compared him to, like, Zach Ertz, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, I know it's its always stupid. I hate when people do it. But like, oh, he's ne- next Travis Kelsey. Like, dude, there's one Travis Kelsey. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's only one Travis Kelsey. Uh, but like when you watch him play, you're like, this dude could be Travis Kelsey in the right offense, right? In the right system. So I took him. This is a pl- this is a prospect that maybe now I've been high on Dalton Kincaid literally since like college football ended. Like i if you listen to Ice search podcast, I brought his name up probably like six times now in the last couple months. Like, ooh, Dalton Kincaid, ooh, Dalton Cade. Now you slowly see like the community, dynasty community kind of getting hip to Dalton Kate a little bit as well. Like you see his name pop up before. Before it was just strictly Michael Mayer, and that yep. was it. Yep. Uh but now Kincaid's name has kind of come uh full circle a little bit here too. So people are kind of talking about a little bit more, which is good. And that's fair because you can get in the tape whenever you want. Like that's not a diss to anybody. I'm just saying it's good to see other people coming around to like what you were hip to, like at the end of the college football season. And so I picked him because one, I love tight ends, right? Like I feel like it's the one position on a dynasty roster where the su- supply and demand is meek at best, right? Like it's so small to have those top guys. And if you do get one of those top guys, if you do hit on that guy, you have a difference maker. You have somebody that can help you carry yourself to a championship, right? Like those are the kind of guys when Travis Kelsey scoring 100 points more than the second number tight end overall, those are the kind of guys kind of like a really good quarterback that can help walk you through to the playoffs, and help you walk through the playoffs. Definitely when you play Dynasty, you know, in redraft it's a little bit different because you have mm-hmm. a little bit more parity. But in Dynasty, and we it, definitely when you're into like year three, four, and five of your Dynasty leagues, where the the bottoms the bottom, the middles the guys that have no idea what's going on because they don't even realize they're stuck in the middle, and then the top is heavy loaded because you have some really good teams up there. They drafted well, they traded well. It's way easier to trade for assets in Dynasty. So where, do, where do you get the edge on your league mate? And I've, I've said this for nine years. I say it on my podcast, I have said the expo, it's a tight end position. And that's the one where like, there's no equal value, right? Like if you have Travis Kelsey, that's one Travis Kelsey. If you have Mark Andrews two years ago, there's only one Mark Andrews two years ago. So to have that guide, if you can get the championship and you're in the play, person you're playing with, or the person in the tight in, in the playoffs doesn't have that guy, but everything else is kind of like equal. This is where you can get a leg up, and this is why I like drafting these guys, and this is why I like talking about them. Because, yeah, is it? It's you swing and you can miss a lot, but listen, man, if you get if you get three hits out of ten in baseball, you're a Hall of Famer. So, like, <laughs> I'm just trying to get those three hits, and so far, so good. And I think Dalton Cade fits in that mold, Mike. I really do. I think this is a guy that could come in. I know he's one of the older tight ends in this class. He'll be 24 in October. But he's six foot four, two hundred and forty-six. So he's not that huge guy, but still he's six foot four. Yep. Um, I think this is a prospect that could come in and I think he can help out year one in the right system. And I think three years down the road definitely puts on a little bit more mass as it grows in because the guy's only been playing football for six years. This is somebody who could be a difference maker on your dynasty roster. I have them right now, way too early. Preliminary things are real fluid. I have them right around like my eighth overall player in super flex tight end premium. And that's after four quarterbacks.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's high. That's high. But you were high on Kyle Pitts and you were very, very proud about it. And there were a lot of people that were with you. We're not going to lie. Obviously, Kyle Pitts was a one hell of a prospect. Dalton Kincaid, 70 catches, 890 yards and eight touchdowns last season nice pro production profile and you're right you brought it up just playing football for six years when you said that he started playing football correct as a as a uh, senior senior in
0: high school he played yeah. basketball he won a state championship for an aau team uh playing basketball in high school that was his main focus so he started playing his senior year but like as soon as he started playing like right away like he got like notice uh he was like a, you know all-american right away yep. he goes to the university of san diego he plays there He does does well there. He gets noticed by Utah. Utah brings him in, plays for Utah, uh, comes in, has a couple decent years, and he explodes last year. So you mentioned 70 receptions, 890 yards. Now, in one of those, like, you know, uh, 25% of those yards came versus USC, where he had a monster (laughs) game, 16 catches, 234 yards, and a touchdown. Damn. But when you watch him play, like, here, how about we just, what are, what are, also cades cons because it's such a small list for me love it's, it he's not a good blocker yes you know he 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 only lined up in line 35.4 percent of the time you know he mostly lined up in the slot now that's a con in the nfl eyes that's a pro in fantasy football eyes
1: right like <laughs> absolutely so
0: like in, in like physical defensive backs kind of bump him off his routes they could kind of shift him a little bit um and then Another con would be he's only played football since 2017. Now I look at the now I look at two out of three of those cons, Mike, and I go for fantasy football, dynasty fantasy football. That's good because even though he's not a good blocker, he's still young enough where he could add some mass at the NFL level, right? They're good at that the NFL level and. Maybe he could block a little bit, better, but Travis Kelsey doesn't block. You know, the, the you don't need – like, I don't want him to block. Now, could that cause him to miss some time because when they want him on a field to block, he can't do it? It could, but he's a good enough receiver. Guess what? They're going to pull the whole Mike Kosicki and just go ahead and throw him the slot. He's never going to play in line. Now, Mike Kosicki is – Mike Icke could be his floor, right? Like you're like, oh, oh yeah, like he could be Mike Icki, which last year in Miami, that is no bueno, right? Now right. I'm a big believer in buying Mike Kosicki because he's gonna be a free agent. I think he's gonna get a good contract. Gonna, I think he's gonna go somewhere that we're actually like exploit all his talent. Um, and the fact that he's only played football since 2017, the fact that he's this good, he's only been playing football for six years, and he's probably gonna be a first round pick in the NFL draft, that means he has room to grow. Like he has he went from High school for one year to San Diego, university of San Diego for one year to three years at Utah. Now he's about to go to the NFL with like the best coaches in the world. So his game can grow. Even and this is a kid that already runs a really good route tree, right? And now only does he run of an expansive route tree. He's a really good route runner. And uh, he's somebody who gets in and out of his breaks really, really well. He's so fluid when you watch him run, right? Like when you watch him run, like sometimes like, He's a little, obviously Travis Kelsey's older. Like you see some Travis Kelsey in his game. Again, you see some Micah Siki in his game as well. And he has fantastic hands. Like he arguably has, he easily has the best hands are in, in his tight end class. You can argue he has some of the best hands in this entire draft class as well. He said it at the combine, and he was speaking the truth. It, he's big. He has a large catch radius. He dominates at the contested catches. Now him and Michael Mayer both dominate contested catches, but Dalton and Cade is literally on par with him. You see him consistently high point the ball and time it up beautifully. Like he's been doing it his entire life. And so his ball skills are just top notch and he gets off the line really well. He uses his feet. Well, he uses his hands. Well, uh, this is just somebody that if he gets a little bit bigger as well, it's going to serve him well from a fancy football outlook he looks like somebody could be a giant slot receiver. And we've seen in today's NFL that the slot receiver has become way more dominant from a fantasy football perspective. Absolutely. So to me, when I see Dalton Kade and I watch him, he screams that top tier tight end to me. Like he, he look, I see the potential in Dalton Kincaid to enter that tier. And that tier is so small. We're talking right now, Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson, Travis Kelsey, who's literally 33 years old, who doesn't have much more time in the league, Mark Andrews. And, you know, will Darren Waller get back there this year? Maybe, you know, will will David Njoku step up? I don't know. Will Kyle Pitts, you know, produce again? I think he will for sure. Like Kyle Pitts is in that tier as well. But, like, besides that, like, there's not a lot of guys that you're, like, overly excited about. Like, you know, do we want Pat Fyremuth. We want Cole Komet, those guys to kind of get up there. Uh, Dalton Schultz, we don't know where he's going to go. Can he be there? He's only 26 years. I don't know. But when I watch Dalton Cade, I see that potential. Now, the NFL draft still has to come and we have to see where he's going to end up. But this is a guy, when I watch his tape, it it's somebody who literally gets me very excited. And you know, I, I texted the podcast guy say, I was like, Hey, man, I'm getting ready for Fanaro's podcast later today. <laughs> so, like, I went extra deep on Dalton Cade, like almost like I was studying for my podcast, I like to break nice. down the film, like my own show. So I went through all the tape, just just to double check. Cause I don't want to come on somebody's show and like talk some stuff that I have no idea what I'm talking about. And I texted, I was like, dude, I absolutely F and love this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the ceiling is just so high. Like this is somebody come in and catch about 50, 60 footballs, his rookie year. like, there's a chance that investment wise, by the time the 2023 season ends, whatever you paid for Dalton Kincaid, like wherever you drafted him in your tight end premium league, and even just because I have him a 1H, you probably get him honestly, probably around anywhere from 110 to probably 23, right? Yeah. Um, Because some people are going to like Michael Mayer. Some people are going to follow up with Darnell Washington. uh, Maybe Sam Laporte is probably going to get drafted in the NFL draft higher than people think he will. Luke Musgrave will get drafted higher than people think he will. And I think by the by his production after his rookie year, it won't be the Kyle Pitts uh, frenzy, but whatever you paid for him, that that probably value is probably going to go up pretty significantly if the if it plays out the way I think it will.
1: I I have a question off show sheet I want to ask you because you just made me think of something. <laughs> so you know how um, in the NFL the running back position is 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 devalued for teams and they they get pushed further and further back we used to have running backs go in hell the top ten at one point point. and you made me think of you made me think of tight ends so this tight end class del daniel jeremiah who you mentioned before said this might be one of the best tight end classes he's seen in 10 years said that during the combine do you think or or speak to the people who were sit there and and thinking Someone else is going to draft Kincaid or Michael Mayer before I will, so I'll just wait because this class is so deep and pick up a Musgrave or pick up someone else like a Laporta. Talk to that person who's considering that move right now.
0: Yeah, I'm a firm believer in a rookie draft. I'm taking the best player available, and not I don't like, I don't like, I don't want to put my draft class in somebody else's hands. Right? Like I would, I would very much rather overdraft somebody in somebody else's eyes. And that's the thing. People are like, "Oh, you after dra- you overdrafted them." And I'm like, "Says who? Says you?" Like, <laughs> like why do they over they haven't played a single down and you tell me I'm overdrafting them? You know, like when I took Kenneth Walker last year, one two, were like, "Oh, you're overdrafting Kenneth Walker. You the value there is like Chris Olave and Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson. And he should be like fifth or he's not even the second best running back." Like, "Says you, bro. I'm taking him number 2 overall." <laughs> so, like who are those people like, would you rather would you rather overdraft your guy and be right or try and be cheeky and then miss out on your guy and somebody else drafts him and then you're right and then you right. have to live with it, right? right. And then I got to overpay for him. So, like, get your guys, man. Like, I have no problem. Like, if I can't trade back a couple spots to, to the ADP and not get my guy, then I'm going to just take my guy because guess what? gonna find out who's right and who's wrong
1: that's awesome dude this, this is one of the, my favorite things about having you on is we we not only talk about the prospect but you talk about your strategy how you go at this game and and i just love it because like you can tell that you've been doing it the same way for a long time you trust your gut but you also do the work and uh it's why a big reason everyone likes dynasty nerds.com as well i saw Kincaid mocked in Daniel Jeremiah. He seems to be coming up a lot. He should probably sponsor the show or something. 2.0 <laughs> in February. Um, 15th overall. First tight end off the board. First sure. tight end before mayor to the Packers thoughts. Well, uh,
0: here's why I love that is you got, okay. You got Jordan love. He's a rookie quarterback. He won't have a really good rapport with him because he's a rookie, but like, you know, these rookie quarterbacks like tight ends, mm-hmm. but here's why I really like it is there's a very good chance that Kincaid will probably be the number two option at offense. You're losing Alan Lazard and they get Christian Watson. So this is very important. And the reason I say this is because it's very important, no matter how good the tight end is that he's either the number one or the number two option at offense for him to finish as a top tier option. That is not an option, right? It just, it has to be. So for a tight end to finish in that upper tier, they have to see a lot of targets. They have to come in there with receptions because if they do not, it doesn't matter how good they are. And there's a lot of good tight ends out there. If they're not in that offense, they're not going to score enough points to be different maker. They're going to fall back in the middle. So sure. in green Bay, I love that because they don't have a secure other weapon outside of Christian Watson right now. There's nobody there. Do they sign somebody? If they get that Rogers deal. Now, listen, if they get that Rogers deal off the books, they could easily go out there and get a receiver, but like even this wide receiver free agency class, it's weak. So may it's they draft very... another guy? Yeah. It's very weak. LSR is the number one guy on the, on the market. <laughs> Him right? or
1: Juju. That's about it. Yep.
0: Yeah, Juju. Juju, get yeah. that guy
1: out of here. But it's a bad mind, it, right? I mean, it's a bad free agency class where Juju's at the top. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of what it so, is. So
0: yeah, dude. So I would like Green Bay. That's like a that, that would get me excited. That would get me really excited in Green Bay because he's a number two option with the potential to be the number one option, or at least be on pace with a guy like Christian Watson. So yeah, I'd be very excited about that.
1: Any other spot that you would get even more excited about?
0: Yes, give it to. me. I only have this answer because I had to think about it because you put it on your show sheet. <laughs> it was uh, which is funny because I don't ever read show sheets, but I read yours like Thank fifteen you minutes before much. the show just I appreciate to get a good it. ideas. Um, yeah, the Chargers, man. Like, oh yeah, I oh yeah, would love it with him and Justin Herbert. Now, I know I said a second ago, like, oh, you got to come in and be the number two option. Well, guess what? Keen Allen is 30 years old. And there's already rumors about him leaving the team. I know they restructured his contract. He's not leaving this year. That's very smart of them. But pretty soon, like this year, they're going to pay Justin Herbert. And when Justin Herbert gets paid, Keen Allen's going to have to go. And guess what? Mike Williams is 28 years old, which, you know, still got a couple more years, big Mike Williams fan. But there's a very clear path there by 2024 that he's the number two option in that offense. And then by 2025, there's a path there for him to be the Travis Kelsey to Justin Herbert and be the number one weapon in that offense. So for me to go from six to midnight on Dalton and Cade is for him to go to the Los Angeles Chargers and pair up the Justin Herbert because we have the, like, we don't know about Jordan Love. Like, is it going to be good? Is he going to be bad? It's cold yeah. out there. I don't know. <laughs> Guess cold. what? I know Justin <laughs> Herbert's a good quarterback. I know that for sure. So if you put Dalton and Cade, on the Chargers with Justin Herbert, I would be so ecstatic. Like, I would, I don't know how high I would draft him. Probably still eight because in a super flex, I gotta take the four quarterbacks that they get top 10 draft capital. I agree. You gotta take Bijan. I probably still gotta take Jameer Gibbs and I gotta take Jack, Jackson Smith and Jigbus. So then I would take Dalton and Cave for sure at eight. Like, and that's it, the thing. Like, I would for sure be able to get him there. Like, like no, I, I think it's consensus. Everybody would take those players ahead of them. And maybe you don't like, maybe no, I won't say consensus. Cause no matter how many times I preach it, and no matter how times I say it, people still won't take the quarterback that they don't like. Maybe he has top 10 draft capital, Correct. which is idiotic to me. If you play super flex, it's truly blows my mind that you're passing up on the most highly profitable position in all fantasy football to go take a receiver a running back of all things or even a tight end like you can't do like you can't do it and yes you, you're gonna miss but if you hit you get justin herbert you know what i mean like that's exactly that's dynasty unicorns
1: <laughs> what would be your realistic expectations i'm gonna put them on green bay for you in year one just because the narrative you gave me for for him and herbert might Require a player to leave or something like that. So put him right on Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers moves on. Realistic expectations.
0: I'd be real happy with like fifty receptions, six hundred thirty yards, I four agree, touchdowns. Hundred percent. Yeah. I'd be I'd be real happy there. He's probably finishing right around like tight end, anywhere from tight end eight to twelve, maybe yep. in that yep. range, right around there. That'd get me really excited. Um I'd really hope like I see something out of Jordan Love, but if you don't see anything out of Jordan Love. Then yeah. they're almost, you know, what I mean, they have room to grow, yep, uh, or move on from that position, or Absolutely. on from Jordan Love, and and find themselves with a new quarterback. Maybe they make a move and get like Drake May or something on those lines. So I think fifty receptions right around the six hundred fifty yards, four touchdowns, I'd be really happy with. Like, and that's and almost honestly, Mike, like any team that does that on, I'd be really happy with.
1: I agree, and 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 we talk about that on Rookie Fever all the time. Like, if you're getting that in year one from a tight end, that's a win. Yeah. Um, it's a win, and that's also to your point earlier why you're picking quarterbacks over tight ends at this point because you're waiting on that tight end. You get a top ten NFL pick quarterback, you're you're drafting that quarterback. I mean, they're gonna start like way sooner than later, if not day one. You absolutely need to pick that quarterback.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I. I say this on our podcast all the time, and maybe people don't listen to our podcast. So let me send your podcast. <laughs> if you're in a super flex league and a quarterback goes in the top ten, again, this is top ten we're talking about. We're not yes, talking about first course. round. And they go in the top ten. They outside of like Bijan, who's again a unicorn. They should go one, two, three, four in your draft, like one, two, three, four, because if you're even a quarterback two, which is say your quarterback seventeen on a year you're still a top 70 overall fantasy football scorer. You're still outscoring 99% of the other tight ends. You're outscoring 80% of the running backs. You're outscoring 80% of the receivers. Like you're yep. still a top fantasy scorer. That's why you have to take them. Cause even if you're a mid range quarterback too, you hold tremendous value in your championship caliber player. Yep. You know what I mean? It's why like, like I, I was pounding the table for Daniel Jones. In super flex drafts, people were laughing at me. They literally laughed at me and called me an idiot. Like, but again, I don't care. You know, I said this, I said the same thing about Justin Herbert. Pounded the table for Justin Herbert. Traded up in all my rookie drafts where I could to get Justin Herbert. It's why I have so many shares of him, and so I have so many shares of Daniel Jones because, like, this guy's got t- top ten draft capital. I, I like his tape. Like, you have to take him. Oh no, he's a third quarterback. I'm getting the number one receiver. I'm getting the number one running back. Like, dude, you don't understand. Like, if this hits. And by hit, I mean, he's just going to play. And he starts all the time and mm-hmm. maybe gets a second contract. Like Daniel Jones got a second contract. Yes, he did. Then he's a dynasty gold. Like he's, he's, and then the return, like right now the return you can get for Justin Herbert. Oh yeah. You get, you can get Jamar chase. And what you do is you take the best. That's so why you take the best player. You take the quarterback, because instead of then guessing on a Jameer Gibbs is going to be good. Instead of guessing Jackson Smith and Jigman is going to be a top five receiver. If you hit that receiver, you go get the proven young receiver. If you want Justin Jefferson and you have Justin Herbert and say you just took the best player available and you had you had Pat Mahomes and you had Dak Prescott and you had Russell Wilson, and you're like, you know what? Rich says take the best quarter, take the quarterback with top 10 draft capital, and you took him because he was just there at one eight because everybody else was sleeping on him. Now you have the capital, like you don't have to go trade Dak, you don't have to go trade Russell Wilson. You could trade Justin Herbert and you go get Justin Jefferson, who's you yep. know one QB's one one player or Jamar chase or Jalen Waddle, like you can get those guys or sometimes you get those guys. Plus, you know what I mean? Like you can get, you probably get Jalen Waddle plus for Justin Herbert and Superflex. Not even yep. probably you could.
1: I agree. Absolutely. So,
0: and then, and then maybe you get in position to go get another quarterback. So it's like, <laughs> probably it's why you take the best player available all the time, because like you take, you take the guy most likely to hit. Cause then after he hits, then you go trade for the proven player. Like don't gamble on the third tight end when if you take the best tight end and then get another player or like, man, I need to really need a receiver, but it went receiver, 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 and this is really good tight end, but I don't really need a tight end. No, you always need as many good players on your dynasty roster as possible because then you could also, what you could do is like, say you have a really good tight end. Say you have Mark Andrews, right? And then you take Dalton and and you really believe in Dalton Kate. He has like 50 catches like we decided, we said, mm-hmm. and then year two, he steps up. Now, if you have two of those guys, you could go trade, you could keep Dalton Cade and trade Mark Andrews, yep. right? Because maybe Absolutely. he's a bigger name. Yep. And, and the points per game is not that different. Like, you just want to acquire as much talent as possible and grab those assets because that's how you propel your dynasty team to contend year in and year out because now you have the capital to go make trades. And you can't make trades if you don't have anything good to offer, right? right. Like, nobody's accepting your package of three turns and a sandwich <laughs> and a third round pick for a good player. Like, it's the worst thing you see in dynasty, where people offer you this huge package of like average for good, and you're like, no, bro, I want the best player in the trade.
1: Before we move on from Dalton Kincaid to our final two questions, is there anything at all that you wanted to say about Kincaid that you didn't get off your chest?
0: I don't think I have anything to say. A <laughs> kid's a stud. You know what I mean? Like he's there just listen. Just getting just get out there and watch this film. And you'll see how he's smooth, right? Like he's like Michael Jackson in that white suit with the black armband. Like he's just a smooth criminal, right? Like
1: <laughs> I love He's it.
0: that good, man. He really is. He's a fun watch, and I like players like that. And I watch it are fun. that get me excited. And you just and what gets me excited is like this is fantasy football production. Like that's what gets me excited. Fantasy yeah, points. Man. I don't care about anything else, <laughs> but fantasy <laughs> points. That's the only thing that matters. And he offers that.
1: And that leads to ships, as you say. And that's Bird. all about. That's what we're all about. All right. If we don't use Dalton Kincaid as your guy, who is your guy in this year's draft? Do you have a guy that you that you like a ton that you want to mention right here, or are you gonna like sub out Dalton Kincaid?
0: I mean, Dalton Kincaid is my guy.
1: <laughs> I know he is so very clear.
0: <laughs> but to be fair, I mean, to be fair, Mike, like I like like Michael Mayer's really good. Like he's really yes. good. Darnell Washington is an absolute. Freak, he's like six foot six. With he's fast, he's got good hands. He was over uh shadowed by Brock Bowers, who's, who's somebody I'll yep. probably pick for your show next year.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, I bet you will.
0: <laughs> um, so like he's, I mean, he's I like Devin A. Chain, he's 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 yeah. really enticing, like yeah. he's so fast, he's so small, fast. but you know, that's okay. Uh, Zach so so but like none yeah. of those guys are like my guy yet. Don't take a case my guy, that's just. Very simple. You
1: rattled off some good names, though. You rattled off some names to get us excited, so that's cool. What about one guy you think everyone's going to overdraft?
0: I I want to I want to use a curse word, but I don't want to swear in a (laughs) shirt. uh I feel okay. Is it fair to have a guy that you think is pretty good that's going to be overdrafted Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Bryce Young. Ooh, Superflex. I want to hear this. I don't know, man. Like his floor, I feel like his floor is, it could be low because of, and, but I feel like, I feel like his ceiling isn't as high as like taking him for like, if you're like, oh, one, one, break shot. I feel like the ceiling's not there. Like I feel like, I even feel like if he's good in the NFL, like I feel like his ceiling, nah, that's not fair. He's gonna be a quarterback one, but like he just worries me, man. Like I don't like the way he throws, like I don't like his pass and like, I don't. I don't love his deep ball. It's not bad. Again, it's not. Bad. Uh, and let, on, let me start over. I like Bryce Young. I think he's a really good quarterback. Gotcha. Like I do. Yep. But like, he's he's five foot ten. Yes, he he's is. He's one hundred and ninety pounds. He got hurt last year just getting tackled. I don't care if he weighed in at two hundred four to combine. That's Fugazi. It's not real. Got you a lot of cheeseburgers. That's why I didn't do anything <laughs> else. Didn't do anything else at the combine. But like. So, like, a guy like that, you can't ask him to run. Like, it could be designed, runs and stuff. But, like, you take that away, so that's fancy production. And today's quarterback, you do want some of that, unless they're a big, strong, like, armed quarterback. Um, I'm worried about his passing, like, outside the numbers. I'm worried about his deep ball. I'm worried about I want to see what team he goes on. Like if he goes to Texans, he doesn't have a lot of ta- talent around him. If he goes to the Colts, he has a really good running game. But the offensive line gave up the second most sacks in the NFL last year with 60. Where like all these other teams that are in, in, in competition for him, like the Raiders, the Panthers, the Falcons, they all gave about like 17 sacks. So literally, like they they, they gave up like what three times as many sacks as the Colts do. So, <laughs> so if he goes to Colts, I'm somewhat worried there, even though you play in the dome. So like and listen, he's he could throw the football really well. And I know, but like you're like, you hope he turns into Drew Brees, somebody who didn't run the football, but like who's deadly accurate and smart with the football. And and Bryce's got a quick release and he can read defense. He's really, really smart. He's a leader. He's got to the fourth comebacks. And if he's good, it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit at all. But for me, I would rather take CJ Stroud, who's also very accurate and six foot three, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and can run the football. And I I would honestly rather if he gets top 10 men like this top 10 capital only if Anthony Richardson gets top 10 capital I would just rather take Anthony Richardson because he has he needs coach up but he's going to be get on the field and we've seen with players like Cam Newton and we saw Justin Fields last year they wouldn't even literally wouldn't let him throw the football for the first half of the season he wasn't yeah. allowed to throw the football he just ran the full. he was a top 5 overall fantasy football scorer just run the football Anthony Richardson's a monster So, his product, no matter what him throwing the football, he'll complete 50% of his passes, which is terrible in the NFL, but like it's still production. But him running the ball can make him a quarterback one and high end quarterback one. And maybe it's just three to four years and that's all you get, but like that's still a lifetime in fantasy, right? Like, and after that, if after that, like if he puts up really big numbers to QB one, he'll be so well insulated that like if you're like, dude, this guy's never going to put together throwing the football, he's not going to last. You'd be able to get everything. You'd be able to recoup that draft pick, right? So yep. say you take him one, three, you'd be able to recoup that for 24 Absolutely. or put yourself in position for like Archie Manning. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so you can get that back. So I feel like Bryce young is going to be slightly overdrafted and worries me. And that's only because I feel like he's probably gonna be the quarterback one taken in a majority of superflex leagues. And I just wouldn't do that. And again, we're talking a couple picks and like, what do I know? I could be wrong. But my own personal opinion is like, you guys are going to take Bryce young ahead of like these other quarterbacks. And his ceiling isn't as enticing as these other guys. And like, that's where when you're picking that high in the draft class, like you're looking for ceiling, right? Like you, yeah, want, you, sa- you want to be safe, but you also are looking for ceiling and Andrew Richardson's a, the biggest, Oh, what a gamble. And I don't know. That's a tough, that's a tough call. But if he gets draft, if he gets top 10 capital, he's going to get the opportunity and you got to roll with it. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. cause even, even the number one guys, like I was the biggest Baker Mayfield honk ever. He was the number one overall pick. And you know, That didn't work out, and he was the number one overall pick, too. He was smaller, right? Yep, yep. So Bryce Young's my answer.
1: I love it. I love it, Rich. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you joining me today to talk about Dalton Kincaid. It was a ton of fun. Uh, Not that it needed one, but just yesterday I was on DynastyNerds.com, and I noticed the site had a little bit of a facelift, and I like it. Uh, You want to tell everybody uh, what's going on over there at Dynasty Nerds?
0: Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on at Dynasty right now. We're breaking down rookie film on the podcast. Like Mike said, we just updated the look of uh, the uh, the website. So we got a little Sexy. tummy talk, a little face, yep. little facelift, a little Botox going on there. So it's a little <laughs> prettier. Uh, we're kind of getting out of line for uh, Dynasty GM 2.0. And I know everybody keeps yelling at me because they're like, when's it coming out? You've been saying it's going to come out since January. We're still working on it, uh, hopefully next month. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to They tell me never to say any dates whatsoever because uh, it's always wrong. So, um, yeah, man, we're just kind of really just we're in rookie mode right now. Hardcore. So dynasty nerds, like that's what we're like our number one focus on. You're going to see a lot of articles, a lot of mock drafts, uh, the podcast. It's all we're talking right now is rookies and breaking them down. And if you don't listen to our podcast, we've done a podcast now for nine years. And from this point on to the NFL draft, we break down every single rookie that we possibly can in depth and give you our opinion on it. and. And this isn't me to sound. this is, I don't mean to come out here and sound like I'm narcissistic or I'm trying to like sound cocky. Our hit rate is better than average. When we break down these rookies, we're right way more than we're wrong. When other people tell us that we're wrong, we're still usually right. You know, when we see things like when, you know, I use examples like when the Packers took Jamal Williams high, and then they took Aaron Jones later. I'm like, I would draft Aaron Jones over Jamal Williams in a dynasty startup, you know what I mean? Things along those lines. Um, so that's what we do right now. So I lo- appreciate nice. everyone to check out there if they want to hear some rookie talk. It's always good to hear, like listen to show, like you know, rookie fever with Mike, and listen to as many shows as possible, and like hear all these takes on these rookies, Absolutely. and then and then get on our site. So like the number one thing we offer right now, besides the podcast, we have a we have a film room. It's probably oh, yeah. one of the best film rooms in the world. Again, here I am sounding pretty narcissistic, but it, it really is. Um, I
1: agree that it is.
0: So if you get a dynasty nerd, you get we have a film room of if you want to see what Dalton and Kate looks like. We have a film room and down to Galton K doesn't actually have a lot of tape in our film room because he's hard, a hard person to get tape on. But we have literally hundreds and hundreds of games of every player in this draft class. And a lot of it's all 22 film. And this is film. When I say film, like you can watch, you know, a B. John Robinson game in five minutes. You can yes, watch a Bryce Young game in five minutes. So every film, every game film is literally cut down to only the play yes. that that player is in on and that is it and once that play is over or he's out of the film break on to the next clip onto yes. the next clip yeah so it's real quick so it gives you a really good player look on these players so I can watch Bijan Robinson's game film I can watch every game in about an hour that he played every game in about an hour and then I can do my notes and then go back and watch him again so like in two hours I can watch all his games twice and that's like that's a lot of film because a lot of times you see people like oh I watched this game this game and this game it's three games like we watch all the games you know what <laughs> I mean and like how do you watch all the games like in the dynasty Nerds film room so that's how you do it it's a real good chance for you to get out there and uh, just up your game uh, in dynasty and we have so much more to offer we have the nerd score we have the dynasty GM which I feel is the best dynasty tool on the market to help you manage all your dynasty teams and give you kind of a bird's eye view I literally had a league mate a couple of days ago Mike. Um, I don't know if it, I don't think, I wonder if it's a league that you and I are in together. Maybe not because I'm in so many leagues. I don't know. But somebody was like, man, I just got in the Dynasty GM and I literally thought my team was like, okay. And it said my team was 11th out of 12th. And I didn't realize how good everybody else's team was until I saw it looked in the analyzer. Yes. And they're like, he's like, he's like, I'm blowing this up. And he blew it up right then and there. And that's what it's for because. In Dynasty, it's so easy to get stuck in the middle. Like, it's so easy to get stuck in the middle because you look at your team on paper and you're like, oh, this isn't bad, and this piece and this piece. But you don't realize how good the top teams are, right? And you don't even realize that you're only being pushed in the middle because the smart teams have blown their teams up and they're all at the bottom. So you're finishing in like sixth, seventh place. Not because you're sixth or seventh place good. It's just because these other teams are really smart and they cut all their assets out and they're at the bottom on purpose. So that's how you habitually get stuck in the middle. So we have a tool to kind of give you a bird's eye view. And like, you know, the it's great about the tool is like you're like, dude, I need to trade for a receiver. Or right, then you got to go through every single team, like what receivers they got. And by the time you get to 11th team, you're like what does that first team have? Like this tool gives you like, okay. This team's really strong at receiver, really weak at running back. Well, I'm really strong at running back, really weak at receiver. That's a trade partner. Boom. Go right to the trade calculator. All that fun stuff we have. So oh, I know yeah. it's a long I know it's a long commercial for Dynasty <laughs> Nerds, but like my goal since I started Dynasty Nerds and as a Dynasty Enthusiast is to provide anybody that comes to our site or listen to our podcast with every tool possible to make them a better player. Like we want to cater to the average player. Like I don't expect everybody to go in there and watch everybody's film and do all the studying. That's for us to do and give you the information and you have a good time playing it, take that information how you see fit or do what we do and dive all in. If you have all the options on the table at Dynastyners.com, we cater to all aspects of the Dynasty player and literally for the price of a cup of coffee a month, you can have it.
1: And if you use code Fever, you can save 15% off any membership on dynastynerds.com. You gotta hit them up. You gotta check out that film room. You will not regret it. We've been telling you. And more and more people are signing up every every week. I love it. Thank you again, Rich. I cannot thank you enough. Our listeners thank you. Thanks for making Rookie Fever Podcast. One of your must-listens, and make sure to listen to all the Rookie Fever profiles in the series. This is the Rookie Fever Podcast, please. Do not forget to rate and review, and do not forget to be awesome. Around me, I get a fever that's so hard to bear. Your fever. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, fever all through the night. Sun, that's up the day, time. You know I'm gonna treat you right Rookie fever
0: When you kiss me Fever when you hold me tight Fever 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 all through the night Everybody's got the fever That is something you all know Fever isn't such a
1: Got the one-on-one scouting, he's never done this stupid fool
0: and run I told you anyone's size and speed, just unreal ending spot Not I get wait, wait, just break out a full working fever stage
1: Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said, Julie, baby, you're my friend Now we give it fever
0: When we kiss it, fever without and you
1: Fever I'm a fire. Fever, yeah, I burn for six. So, who's got the fever? Cause I got the fever now. You got
0: the fever. So, she got the fever and she got the fever. No, you for the fever. So, let's feed the fever. Thank God for the fever. Thank God for the fever. What a lovely way. You got the fever. You got the fever. You got the fever. You got You got the fever. got the fever.